So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I have here with me Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm fantastic, Rick. How are you doing? I'm just wonderful. We had a sunny day today. We've been having rain for, and we needed the rain, but we've been having it for days on end. And I'm semi-solar powered. I need to see the sun. No. <laughs> Me too. I, I'm I'm a sun sun worshiper for sure. And um, well, we had a little bit today. So I'm not going to complain. I am not going to complain about the weather at all. We've had an amazing year, although I'm sure all the winter snow bunnies out there are probably just gritting their teeth and growling under their breath at me. But I, I'm quite happy to say it hasn't really gone down below minus six very often. So and that's Celsius, folks. It's not really six below Fahrenheit if you listen in the States. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forget. Most of our listeners are in the States. They have no idea what temperature I'm talking about. <laughs> well, it's just a minus six over here is really cold. Really, really cold. Yeah, yeah really, really cold. Um, not that I wouldn't be chilly at minus six, but you know, I, I have one of my pages set up where it's in metric so I can talk to you. And it's, <laughs> I look at, I glance over and it says three, and I'm like, what? Ah! <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, but we have things blooming and uh, the bugs are starting to come out. I was getting bit by mosquitoes today, so. Wow, Welcome really? on springtime. Yeah. Wow, we don't have anything blooming yet. <laughs> Schmacked one on my arm and the wow, famous really Houston Azalea Trail comes up, I think, March 9th, but the azaleas are already blooming, so I hope they do well. Uh, that's happened before, though, that they bloomed out before the trail and we're all gone. So uh, hmm. I guess they know how to deal with it. Uh, but uh, I'm happy to see them. Nice pink flowers. Sounds so weird that so early for flowers. But hey, I'm Canadian. I don't expect flowers for another two months. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so I guess we should, um, I don't know, stop bantering about the weather and maybe say hi to some people and then uh, get yeah, talking right. to some random guy who's on the other line. Yeah. Well, you know, we we try to extend our patience test for all of our guests. Um, so I do see... Miss Janet in the uh, chat room, Janet Caldwell. Uh, folks, meet Janet if you're in the chat room. Uh, she's one of the, uh, if not the driving force. Uh, well, certainly she's the, the muscle behind. Inner child. Inner child <laughs> magazine. And, um, um, uh, definitely uh, Bill says that he wouldn't be able to do anything without his Janet. Um, so... <laughs> 
She says she's actually working on a manuscript with Bill right now, so she's <laughs> working on the magazine. There you go. Just, they work a lot. Um, but our, our love and shout out to them, the Inner Child uh, crew and family, for all their love and support, not just of us, but of everybody else who wanders in their in their wide open door. Um, go check them out. They're always creating something new, and you're just bound to find some positive energy to swim in for a while. So oh, go yeah. say hi. They, they, they treat everybody like family. Uh, the, the good part of family, and uh, uh, we have, uh, I put up links for Inner Child Magazine, and then also the Inner Child uh, group itself, that's innerchild.ning.com, N-I-N-G, and uh, uh, they will uh, become your new uh, friends and possibly family, so that'll be fun. Absolutely. So, we have a guest this evening. We do. As Some usual. random guy. Some random guy. Some random guy. That's well. Uh, we do that. Random. Random's good. Mm-hmm. Well, I know the kids love random. random guy? We have uh, we have with us tonight, Mr. Phil Okrand, and uh, that may sound familiar to folks in the uh, listening land out there. You hear sounds often from Jordan Okrand, and this would be Jordan Okrand's dad. I don't want to let out too much of who he is before we get to it, so. Hey there, Phil. How you doing? I'm doing great, Rick. How are you doing tonight? Yes, fantastic. This is my favorite part of the week, just being on the radio. I yeah. just like this. It's <laughs> fun. It's a, uh, it's a good game. Give, it, give him a microphone. He's just like a big kid. That's me. That's Yay, me. new toy. It's like, so, Phil. Hi. Yeah, hey, Gene. How are you doing? I'm good. Who the hell are you and what do you do? I'm uh, Jordan's dad, obviously. Um, <laughs> so, so who are you, really? <laughs> I'm this random guy on, on your show, and uh, we're going to talk tonight a, a, lot, a lot about life and spirituality, hopefully, and uh, and just sort of uh, see where it goes. Cool. Yeah. But, but actually, um, I, I think that you had, had seen that... Uh, you know, I'm a coach. I'm a life coach, and uh, oh no, I didn't see anything. Oh, you didn't I don't see that? Okay. Nothing. No, she... I come in blind. <laughs> well, we. That. I don't want to know anything about you until show night. She does no research. I do a little, but only a little. And uh, but I did know that you were a coach, and uh, uh, and you went to college to be a coach, right? Or no? Well, I went you... to. I got certified to be a coach, um, and I actually have. I've made a lot of changes in my life to get to this point, but but. Uh, uh, started out. Uh, I w- I've been a coach for about eight years now, and it's been a great journey to uh, to help other people get clarity and uh, find, I think, their truth, and, and for me to uh, to steer them to that. You can go to school to be a coach. You can. You can. And uh, so did not know that. See, this is can. why I don't research. But but um, so like you said, you've made a lot of changes in your life to get here, and I'm sure that we'll get to some of that as we uh, as we converse along. But once upon a time, you were uh, on the road to being a uh, a laced up, buttoned up attorney. That's true. Ah, a recovering attorney. That's true. That's good. there are many out there. I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I have a friend that used to be uh, used to work as an attorney, and he now works as an accountant, and he calls himself a, an attorney in recovery. 
Oh wow! But I would have thought. I, I thought when you make a change from being an attorney, you do something a little. Accounting sounds very similar. Sounds very buttoned up and laced up to me. Yeah. But yeah. Because today I was in an art gallery, and 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 one of the paintings there was from this guy. They said it was about eighty years old, and he. He was an attorney, and now he's a painter. He's finally doing something that you know he loves to get up in the morning and do what he loves to do. And but he's doing it, and so he's still here. And and I think that's great, you know. So we could make changes at any age. Wow, dude! Can you imagine waiting till eighty to to do what your heart tells yeah. you to do? Well, the 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 owner of the gallery was telling me that he was just you know he had a lot of family, he had a lot of response family responsibilities, and he saw his children through and he didn't tell me a lot but but the fact that um it was his it was this man's time now and he had this talent and uh and now he's just loving every day so that's so incredible where's that art gallery just out of i was I, I was in greensboro um north carolina actually um yeah i live in north carolina and i had actually gone this weekend my wife has a um has a studio up in Asheville, which is a beautiful mountain town and uh we were coming back, and she. We were coming back to Raleigh from Asheville, and we stopped in Greensboro because she was dropping off a piece for uh, an exhibit that she was in in Greensboro. And we and we met this guy. And you know what's amazing? Some some of the people that you meet. I met this guy who owned this gallery. He must have been a, probably around seventy years old, and he was telling me that about his whole story. He went into it for about thirty minutes or so, and he said that you know he he. Uh, he missed the Vietnam War. He went to college for that reason, and then he 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 ended up leaving college, and he ended up going to the South Pacific, and he ended up working on a merchant ship in Alaska, and then he said he went to India to work on an ashram for about ten years, and then and then he ended up in England, and he owned and and he uh, opened up a got, got into the art field from there, and he was in theater, and then he. <laughs> went back to the States and he met his future wife and then they moved to LA and then he realized that LA was not compatible with all the stuff that he had been through in his life. So he had to get out of LA and he ended up in somehow in Greensboro, North Carolina, owning this gallery. So what a journey this guy had. Uh, I'm sure I'm leaving something out, but I, I was saying that he must've been led to every place, you know, and he went by instinct in his life. All his decisions were made from instinct and he didn't know how things were going to work out, but I just love the fact that he was able to make these decisions that would probably freak a lot of people out and 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 be fine with it and actually things worked out really well for him. So it was really a good thing to see about about trusting your intuition and being guided by that. So it was uh I told him he should write a book. I said you probably equal eat pray and love in terms of your experience. Um you know the book book eat pray and love? Have you read mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So it was it was really interesting meeting this this guy today, and that's how I found out about this this attorney who was the artist, and he showed me the paintings, and it was kind of it's kind of neat. A series of synchronistic events. Yeah, it's very neat. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it's an amazing adventure. This thing we call life, if you yeah. kind of flow with it instead of trying to force it to yeah bend to your will. <clears throat> yeah, and I think a lot of the journey is really moving from this place of fear and apprehension to. You know, going to a place of trust, which I think that we're all being, you know, as a species, I think we're being led to that point at this point. Because if we keep going in this fear direction, you know what we're going to get. I mean, it's just things are destructing now because they're built on a lot of the systems that we're built on are based on separation and fear. So, 
that's my perspective anyway. No, I, I absolutely agree. If, if 100%. our entire society is based on this idea that we have to defend against something, that there's an enemy out there, then um, we're going to continue having the problems that we have. It's, it is. It is. At the end of the day, it is all about stepping out of the fear and stepping into your own truth. And that is, yeah. you know, finding the divine within, finding your own power yeah. and knowing that, that all is well and right with the world. And if we could do that on a global scale, That'd poverty wouldn't we, exist. We could just tell all the Before little ones exist. when they're when they're born, you really only have one choice, fear, mm-hmm. love. Uh-huh. Have a nice life. And yeah. just let them go. You, yeah, and, you, and you get to choose. Right, right. <laughs> It's all yours. Yeah. Yeah. But for, I think, yeah, go on. Sorry. For a long time, we didn't know that, though, or we didn't, well, we knew it on a deep soul level, but um, on a conscious level, we didn't really know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, watching the transition, yeah. to me, is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I think that we are definitely entering an era of greater consciousness, and and uh, it seems that a lot of people have been sleeping and the pain of the sleeping now is so intense that they are now being forced to awake. Um, that's what I'm observing anyway. It's sort of the, as though, you know, people were comfortable for a long time and all of a sudden they're getting into this deep discomfort. And this discomfort used to be acceptable, but now it's sort of not acceptable. So what's the other, what's the way that people are choosing now well they don't really know the way because all the ways that they're told to do don't really work anymore so the really the way is again through the sense of love i think it's really you know if you could come or operate your life from the sense of love what what would be possible for you what choices would you make if you came into making your choice from this perspective of of love does change how um how you interact with everybody you meet um it, it every, everybody i think has their own story on how they come to that point where it kind of snaps home one day and you kind of wake up and go huh oh yeah. i see yeah. that's how it is um and and to me it's the stories that are fascinating um especially now that people being People are being so outspoken and so honest and authentic about their stories and the places that they've come from and their own personal journeys. And there's this intense need, it seems, for people to share that. Um, uh-huh. That it's it's so fa- fascinating to bear witness to that uh-huh. aha moment on uh-huh. so different on so many different uh-huh. levels. Uh-huh. And I think that in uh, Oh, yeah, no, no, go ahead, Phil. Well, I think that even in popular culture now, I mean, things have broken through, such as, uh, you know, Deepak Deepak Chopra and and, uh, Eckhart Tolle, who have been very, you know, sort of more in the mainstream, and Eckhart Tolle was on Oprah for a while. So um, these these ideas are breaking through, um, through these other channels, so that there is more of a mass exposure. And when people read a book like A New Earth, it makes sense to them uh, because there's nothing in that book that doesn't make sense, really. But it's sort of like, but they didn't know it before. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like, you know, they read the book and they said, aha, you know, and, and, you know, and then they could see what's happening in their own life and, and, in, and, and in their situation. So, but I think there's more of a context now or, or, 
you know, cer- cer- certainly in, in radio shows like your own or in books that you're reading and in teachers, there's more of a dialogue that's going at, going on. So people have a frame of reference reference on how to put these thoughts into a sense of, you know, order or cohesion. Yeah, I think the example helps. I uh, a good friend of mine uh, said to me not long ago, uh, within the last month, uh, she said. It's like I woke up two weeks ago and looked around and thought, "Wow, my life's a mess. What did? How did? When did this happen?" <laughs> and, <laughs> but you know, she yep. was living in it all the all the while, and it, it, it. Right. So many people have expressed. It sounds to me like the Talking Heads with the you know, this is not my beautiful life. This, this is right, this. right, right, <clears throat> right, right. So we're moving from this unconsciousness to this consciousness, and 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 sometimes when you're unconscious. You're like, you don't know any better, so you think everything's okay. But then when you finally wake up, you feel this, and I think this is what people go through, they feel this great amount of pain. Because it's like, you know what, I have to do something about this now, because I can't live my life the way I did before. So, you know, but they know know that they know now, where they didn't know what they didn't know before. So it's sort of like they get into this thing, and all of a sudden they're in this great pain. But it's but it's a pain of consciousness birthing, and it's a different kind of pain. It's actually a good pain. But then you have to sort of do something, you know. But then you got to change your life, and that's that's the part that's hard. That's scary, you know. It's oh, like, it's oh my god! I might have to change my career. I may have to change some relationships that don't support the you know the way that I that I where I want to go now. So yeah. it is. There are birth pains, I think, in, in waking up and in consciousness. And, and, and I think a lot of people are experiencing those that pain. And, you know, it's like, what do you do with that pain? How do you, what do you do with that when you, when you start to feel that, you know? Well, well, the problem is, is it really is like the blue and the red pill in the matrix. I mean, you can't oh, yeah. go back and take the other pill. Once you've taken the red pill, you're screwed. That's it. Your yeah. eyes are open. I, I remember sitting um, sitting when I was still working as a waitress, sitting out back, having a smoke with one of the guys at work. And it was after I had written my first book. It was after I'd been to the Philippines, the, you know, three times. It was after I'd started the project with regards to the orphanage over there. And we were sitting out there talking about it. And he looked at me and he said, it really sucks, doesn't it? And I said, sometimes I think it does, you know. I It was so much easier for me walking around in a haze, not giving a shit. And I asked him, I said, you know, honestly, your opinion, outside looking in, can you go back ever to not giving a shit? And he's like, no, you can't. He said, you'll never, ever, ever be able to go back. It's true. You stepped on this path and you have to run with it. So it's like the rabbit hole now, you know, you're going. Yeah. And I was just, it was, you know, I I had already been into this for like two years before I had that conversation. And I think it was maybe a couple months after that conversation that I left the restaurant. Um, Just a conversation with a random dishwasher that I'd known for a couple of years had been watching me progress and just, you know, came out with it one day over a cigarette sitting yeah. on a milk crate saying, you can't go back, dude. You have to go forward. Why are you still here? You have to go forward. You can't stay here. You took the pill. <laughs> so yeah, so what, what did you do, Jean? Um, now that I, you know, knew that you couldn't go back. Well, obviously you're here, but 
in the on show. On the damn so. hair. Well, you know what? I fit it. I fought it, though. That's the thing. Yeah. And that's, I think, how I got sick because I wanted to I wanted to continue to exist in both in both worlds. I wanted to be the waitress and I wanted to be the mom and I wanted to be the author and I, I wanted to be all of that. And my body just was like, I don't think so, girlfriend. You, you know. <laughs> well, and you need it, to stop now. <laughs> so, so um, is that is that is that what you did? You stopped. I didn't have a choice. I had yeah. I got sick. My body shut down. I got yeah. sick. Yeah. And in the getting in getting through the getting sick and getting better and getting back on my feet, I wrote my third novel. And that's when Rick and I. Shortly after that, Rick and I started the radio show, and I just. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it makes and, sense to me. It's like. It's like these breakdowns precede breakthroughs. And it's sort of like I wish you didn't have to have the breakdown, but sometimes it seems like you have to like you have to go through that, especially if you've been living in one state before that. It's sort of like all of a sudden it's sort of like in order to get to this new place, um you have to detox. It's like a detox, I think. It's like, it's like a detox from your old life. You know? It really is, and it's a process. It's not like you yeah. can do it over month, it, overnight. It's taken me literally. I've been. I mean, it's been three years. This this Valentine's Day, three years to the day that I stepped off a plane, and my life and my perception of the world was altered, Yay. irreversibly forever. Yeah. That's it. My life changed in that instant, stepping off that plane, and that's a whole crazy story in and of itself. But it's taken three years to get to the point where, you know, I can say I'm I'm prepared now to keep going forward. I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. I'm not a waitress anymore, which yeah. is not to say there's anything wrong with being a waitress. I know some people in the business who are really freaking good at what they do, and I want them yeah. serving me when I go out. Yeah. Um, but it's just not what I do anymore. Uh, but it took me three years to get to that point and be really comfortable in that space. I'm an yeah, author. Yeah, I'm an artist. Yeah. yeah. So I'm it was a like you went you went through a you went through a journey and and um and the journey has has given you all these tools now to uh go out into the world and and help this whole change that we're 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 talking about here. Totally. And it was hell. And that's yeah. you know, but yeah. so much fun as yeah. well and that's I think the thing that people um need to understand and that I I imagine as a coach you run into that frequently where people are just kind of looking around and going, oh, no, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, 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 it's, not, and, it's, and it's not only their own insecurity, but let's say they're, they're married or they're with a partner that doesn't understand why they're changing. I mean, it really sort of like really tests them, especially when the other person is scared and they're sort of reacting to their partner's changes and they're freaking them out and – you know, they're, and they're bringing that into the coaching session with me and saying, you know, I, I really want to do this. And I and I told my partner that I, I, I want to do this. And they were just uh, they were terrified and they and they attacked me. And, you know, and, I, and I, I see that frequently, which is sort of like, you know, we're in a world with other people and other. And that, I think, is, is, is something it's like when you find this, you're connecting with your authentic self and you're sort of going towards that voice. Sometimes the people that are close to you feel threatened. And I say to my clients then, you know, don't, 
you get it, you know, because sometimes we get defensive. You know, someone attacks us. Your your first response usually isn't "I love you" necessarily, or it's usually like, "What did you know?" You're you're saying, "What did you say to me?" And you you snap back, and a lot of times it's a pattern. But I'm telling my clients, come from a sense of language of belief, language of positivity, that when somebody expresses fear, you turn around and you express to them. We're gonna make we're gonna make it through this. This is gonna work out, and it's gonna be so much better, not just for me, but for both of us, or, or, or the family, or whoever it is. And you know, really start to communicate from the sense of things are things are gonna work out. And I know it. So um, I think it's you know again you know we're we're challenged in so many ways with with reactions, with egoic behavior, with um, whatever it is. And I think that you know you have to learn to remove yourself from that and look at the bigger picture of where you want to go. It's hard for a lot of people to do that because, you know, we are creatures of habit, but I think that ultimately, you know, the definition of insanity is, is doing the same thing over and over again, but wanting different results. That just doesn't happen. So you have to um, do something different and you have to sort of communicate differently. Um, you know, it's, it's challenging for, for, for a lot for people, especially in relationships. So, well, it's, yeah. it's downright scary um, yeah. for for not just the person who's going through it, but for the people who are um, around that person and they have no idea why. Right. You know, it's that midlife crisis that they used to talk about that that men, you know, would go right. through and and right. you know, it, it's it, yeah. But like you I'm said. Working, if, yeah, I'm working with one one client now who's an attorney, and she wants to make a change to uh, start a jewelry business, design business. She's very creative, and she's she's really hates what she's doing. I mean, she doesn't like what she's doing now, and she communicated that to her husband, and he was just not happy. <laughs> he wanted his wife to be an attorney, and he wanted that, you know, there was a security that that he saw with that, but she just is not you know, but she's she's breaking down. I mean, she's doing, you know, her body, like you said, your body communicates to you. So sometimes you get, you know, you get ill sometimes if you're not in sync with who you are and, and your body communicates that to you. So, you know, she's trying to maneuver that through that now to, to have her husband understand that she's capable and, you know, she's going to move into something she's really passionate about. Um, but it's not, it's not, again, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's something that, Sometimes you take you, it's. Sometimes there are small steps, and sometimes it's not just like you jump off the cliff and it happens. But sometimes, rather, it's building on step by step, and you become more confident with each step. Does that make sense? Totally, totally makes sense. It's completely logical, and I think um, that goes back to what we were saying earlier about not forcing things to to happen. Is that you really have to just allow it to flow and allow the people who need to be in your life at the right time to be in your life at the right time and be aware even when stuff is going what it seems to be south and it you know I mean me being sick was pretty crappy at the time but oh my goodness the amazing things that have come out of it I mean Mm -hmm. I can't even count the number Mm -hmm. of amazing things that have come out of it so But you, and, and it doesn't feel great when you're going through that, though, right? No, like, it totally doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It totally doesn't. But, again, that's, you know, 
why people like you are out there, why we, why we do the radio show, so that people that are going through it, it's why I write books, why I write blogs, why I do movies, you know, so the people who are going through it know that, first of all, they're not going through it alone, exactly. they're not exactly. crazy, right. um, and there is this huge support network out there of people who have been through it and can come from a place of understanding and empathy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that um, you're hitting the nail on the head. I think too many people feel that that when they have some sort of crisis or in their identity or transition, they feel like they're going through it alone, which is totally false. They just don't don't know. And and again, you know, with with my clients, they, you know, I I understand, I empathize with what what their experience is. And and I indicate that, you know, I've gone through these things myself personally, and, and, and almost everybody I know is, is going through these things. So they start to, to, to understand that, you know, you know, I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. You know, uh, there, there's, there's a reason this is happening to me. And, and, if I'm, and if I see myself and if I don't try to escape from it, if I see myself through this, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And invariably, there is a light. And um, I think it involves a sense of cultivating trust, cultivating patience, um, and being compassionate to yourself and to others as well, you know, and, and also practice. And also we're not perfect, so we, we always sometimes we take one, you know, two steps backward and then take one step forward. So when you take those two steps backwards, don't beat yourself up and say I'm a failure or this isn't going to work. Understand that you're still moving forward. And I think that change is sometimes is, is an imperfect process and sometimes can be chaotic. Uh, and people are quick to judge themselves in, in those things. And I think that, again, like you're saying, like in your program and your radio show and in my coaching, just see the big picture for the change that we're all going through. Understand that we're going to come out better for it. Um, because this is not just a crisis that people are experiencing individually. It's a collective process that the entire society right now is going through in the midst of suffering right now and and we're going to come out better for it i think that we are ultimately dying to old ways and we're birthing to new ways which speak more of compassion and um you know integrity and tolerance and and um understanding the understanding of the greatness within you um and understanding that we can be we can live together in this world is one and the old way is moving away from separation and judgment and ego and violence and um you know all this other stuff so moving from i think lower lower states or lower vibrations which have dominated us for so long and and really we're being pushed to move to these higher states because when we're in the, in these higher states anything external can happen to you but it doesn't feel like there's a tragedy happening once you get into this place, you understand that there there are things that that occur for a reason. I mean, you know, I, I had a did, I don't know if Jordan shared this with you, but we had a major car accident last in 2011. I almost died. No, he didn't. Do you guys know about that? No, oh, yeah. but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, yeah. and that that's actually opening up a window to get back to some of some of your backstory because um, I want to talk about that. So that's a perfect segue. Let's play a Jordan song so that they know exactly who Jordan okay. is, and then after the break, we'll come back and we'll talk all about your own experiences going through this and how you managed to, you know, change your life from being a lawyer, which is really random, to being a coach. 
There's, there's got to be some interesting stuff there. Yeah, got to be all kinds of interesting stuff there. So uh, I was thinking maybe uh, playing When We Run. Um, okay. Because the yeah. uh, the lyrics in there are sort of all about, you know, the days when we run from stuff mm-hmm. is over. And uh, that's just right on topic. So Sounds good. We'll be back in just under four minutes, folks. Please stay with us.
All right, folks. That was our uh, friend and Everyday Connection family member, Jordan Okren. Uh Really is Phil's family member. That, that would be Phil's son. But uh, I put his link up in the chat room for those of you listening to the podcast or uh, listening online without the chat room. It's just www.jordanokrend.com. Uh, we hope you'll go visit. He's got a new EP that just uh, was released, and uh, you need to snap a copy up for yourself. It's good stuff. Gets me dancing every time. Mm-hmm. Kids got talent. Cool. So before we uh, before we left, we were talking about car accidents, almost mm. dying, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So how's that working for you? Did well, almost you know, dying thing? You know, the car accident was coming from one of Jordan's shows, <laughs> actually. Ah. Um, yeah. So my wife, his mom, and me and Jordan were in the car, and uh, we were coming back from the show. It was like 12-something at night back in May, and um, kind of a rainy night. And we were going home, and the way I've been driving for, like, how many years? I don't know, 40-something you know, years, and, like, getting to a uh, green light and um, going through this green light to this intersection. This car just slams, goes right through the red light on the other side, and smashes right into me. And our car overturns, and um, in that, and then the, and the car overturns, and the car um, and its small SUV ends up landing on um, my hand, on my hand. Oof. So my 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 on my right hand, yeah. So which is my dominant hand, and um, so I had two fingers broken, and. Um, I had to have surgery, and my head was smashed. I was bleeding, but I, I I didn't know in that moment, you know, when that when that car hit us, everything sort of slowed down and went slow motion, and um, I just 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 uh, remember just lying there, and um, you know, thinking about my family first, thinking about the house, my house, Jordan and, and Elise, and and um, you know, just it was everything just, it was like a slow motion movie at that point, and. Um, but it really changed a lot of things in my life. I mean, you know, I mean, Jordan, by the way, walked away unscathed. Um, miracle in itself. My wife was had minor injuries just crawling out of the car. I, I was the one who got the damage, but basic, most of the damage. Basically, I was out of commission for about three, four months. Really didn't go anywhere. Couldn't drive, couldn't write. I mean, it was just, it was weird. Didn't I play the piano too? Could didn't know whether I was going to play the piano again. So it was, um, and then I was forced to slow down. I, I sort of like, you know, I was taking walks from my house every day down to a river and just sort of just slowing down, you know, slowing down the pace of life. And, uh, you know, there's nothing else I could really do in a way. So it was just a very, and it was an experience of, uh, I think that, um, you know, I, I definitely got into, into a mode of more appreciation and more gratitude, um, and uh, because once I started getting getting my faculties back and, and, and I saw that, oh, my God, I could do this again. I could play the piano. I could ride a bike. It was like, thank you, God. You know, thank you. Thank you. It was like the things that I had taken for granted, I was definitely I was definitely seeing things that I had taken for granted and saying, oh, my God, this is really how great this was, how great it was to be able to, to drive or write or, you know, it was just it was just um it put me in another frame of mind, and it it actually, in a sense, I think events like that happen to to you. I mean, I didn't die, which is like, why am I here? I mean, I could have died so easily. It was so. I mean, the guy smashed right into the driver's side. 
I mean, the, you know, the fact that I was alive is is kind of a miracle because the car was totally demolished. So um, there's a reason for that, I think, you know. And um, you you played the song uh, when we run, and I'm thinking, well, of course, it's like you know, when we run, we can't we can't live our life really, right? Because we're not in the present moment, and uh, everything just passes by. So you know, things happen to you for a reason, I think, and and certainly I think it happened to me to start to uh, come more in a place of appreciation and living in the present moment. Not that I, not that I, I'm, I'm steadfastly do this all the time. Still to this day, I still have my lapses. You know, Jordan will tell you too. You no, know, but but um, oh, wouldn't know anything but, about I that. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Um, oh, I I say that often that. You, you know, I mean, when people start to hear about some of my some of my backstories, they just kind of sit in a space of awe for for a brief period. And but how can you still be smiling? And you know, I I have to be honest with them and say I'm grateful, so eternally grateful to be able to not only have survived but to still be walking, um, to still be surrounded by good friends and good family, the family that I have left, um, right. and. So I can stay in that state of appreciation for most of the time, but that does not mean that I am not human. I still get angry. I have my days where I'm just a downright cranky old. I'm not going <laughs> to use the word, but I. Right. What would your boyfriend say in French there? Um. Yeah. Well, he, he's got words. <laughs> he has words. He has words. But yeah, I had a, a, a death incident. Uh, actually, did sort of croak for just a minute or two, a few minutes. Um, and it is, you, you sort of come out the other end and, you know, you wake up every morning and the legs move and you think, wow, how cool is that? I'm still walking. (laughs) Yay. So it makes it so easy to stay in that space. And I had kind of known that this, I, I, I I wouldn't have known the path would have included a radio show, but I, I knew that I, I knew that I wanted to be on this path. I felt like I needed to be on this path and and read all about it and for yeah. 20 years. And uh, sort of, I guess, that was what it took to get my attention. And uh, because it does, wow. you, your whole life wow. view is is just like, you know. Yeah, like why, why, was, why did I survive this? I mean, what's the reason? You know, and you start to think and, and you start to search like, well, there's something that, I've always wanted to do, you know, well, damn it, I better do it, you know? It's like, so so I understand exactly what you're saying, Rick, there. And um, obviously you're meant to do this radio show, and, and you need a, maybe you needed a reminder. <laughs> I, I, so. posted, I, I posted a quote on Facebook the other day, and somebody said, you know, I've, I actually have a copy of this picture, and I see it everywhere. And I was like, yeah, well, I need the reminders sometimes. You know, yeah, but um, yeah, uh, because it does. It doesn't. You don't make that turn of the corner, and you're just perfect. It's it's one of my favorite things is to try to get people off that. Seemed like when the yeah, secret yeah. and the law of attraction first yeah. came around, you know, having a negative thought was like evil. We we're gonna have yeah, the thought taboo, police. Taboo. Yeah, we were gonna have the thought police run around. Oh, you had a negative thought. Back to class. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But I think, you know, 
we're not meant to be perfect, you know. I mean, we're human beings, like you, like Gene said, we're human beings, and 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 you know. But the thing is, is that. But I think though that when you add this consciousness to being a human being, it makes the experience so much different. More, I, I mean, you know what I mean. It's like more elevated. It's it's as though you could you could you could watch yourself from a distance and say, "I'm doing that again. I don't want to do that." You know, and, and you catch yourself this time because in this consciousness you say, you know what, I really want to have closeness with these people. I really want to um, create peace in my life. I mean, and when you start to focus on those concepts, which is about consciousness, then they they take then you could snap and 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 you, you go back to the state of whatever you you screwed up, you know. But then but then you'll say, okay, I did, and you know what, I'm going to do better. And you can't, and 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 you can, and 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 ultimately, you know, you do do better most of the time. I mean, it's just that again, things happen, and you can, you know, you can snap and you get angry, but that's, you know, but that's we're evolving, right? We're evolving, we're evolving human beings. We're not in that. I think that we're in a state right now in in the 21st century where we are in the process of of speeding our evolution. I think that we're. You know, we're speeding to a new point in time, and yet we can see all the old stuff at the same time that we're – it's sort of like you could see the future and see the past at the same time. It, you, I don't know if you feel that way, but it's sort of like I know that a future generation is going to be so much better off because maybe they won't ever have to see the shit that came in the past, but we get to see it, you know, the, all of it, and, and to see how much – what we've done in the past – but what the what but how beautiful the future can be. And I think that we are given in this in this moment in time in history, we could see both those things simultaneously. It is a unique um a unique time and space to be in. In that that's Very exactly much. how I feel. It's kind of like there's two worlds that are, are yeah, existing one foot in each world. In the same plane and you've got one world one foot, like Rick says, in each world. Um, right. See what what the world was doing. Um, you see what it will be doing, and you're kind of hovering in the doorway, watching people pass from one space of understanding to the next. Yeah. It is um, fascinating experience, and I wouldn't miss it for anything. Um, which is, again, I I can't. I can't look back on any of the things I've been through and say that I regret them because they've brought me to a state of awareness where I can not only look at what's going on and have appreciation for it, but be aware of it. And that's, I think, why the experience now is such a rich experience because Mm -hmm. you are consciously aware of your moods and your emotions and you can consciously make a choice as to which emotion you're going to allow to expand or you're going to give right. your attention to. And right. that, I think, is what's so cool about the times that we live in. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more about that. No, it is the, the, the big choice, and sometimes I think you get to see both. So, you know, the headlines are there. It, really, I've gotten rid of my televisions. I have no cable service, but still, mm-hmm. you end up seeing them. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's almost like propellant, extra booster propellant for, you know, going the new way because you 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 feel the difference. You feel why to make that choice, uh-huh. and uh, 
it's just like the stark contrast of you know losing my ability to walk and having to learn all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's this stark contrast right in front of us. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you can yeah. look to the left, and I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know what left and right politically mean, but you can look yeah. to the left, and somebody's having you know a wonderful time, and things are almost bunny and, bunnies and rainbows. And but over to your right, they're all still suffering and dying and. Rah! Right. In pain. Right. Right. But I think the thing is, is that this, the the more we go through this time, the faster things are going to get and the faster the consciousness evolving will get so that hopefully the painful experiences will be less and less and people will learn in shorter periods of time. Um, I think that's actually, I think that's what will happen. I think it's happening in, in, uh, Fits and jerks, my mother would call yeah. it. Uh, you know, right now. And yeah. uh, uh, but you know, you get human and you yeah. get angry yeah. again, and then you get beating yeah. yourself up about it. And uh, but I do. I look at the I look at the young ones, and I think you know, a couple generations from now, you yeah. know, they're going to repackage Everyday Connection as a comedy hour <laughs> <laughs> because nobody's going to believe the stories that they're telling of what we went through. They're just Oh, nobody could think that, you know. Right, 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 right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. I cherish the vision of that day because I think that would be grand. Yeah. You had a story like that, didn't you, Jane? Uh, somebody telling about how the way things used to be in the. I actually just released it today. It was um, a short story that I had I had written and um, submitted to one of the writing contests. Um, and I didn't make the I didn't make the long list on that contest. Mind you, there was thousands of entrants, so I'm really not feeling too bad about that. Um, so I was able to release it through my blog today. And uh, yeah, it is. It's basically it's it's about a young woman reflecting um, on on the times that we are now in, and her understanding of those times, and and you know the legends that are told around those times. I think that this is one of those one of those exciting times when um because of our because of our rapid evolution I think some of us will will be a lot around to see the shift and to see the outcome and to see the three generations um instinctually my my mind and my heart are set on on this idea that life is going to just last longer. People are going to live for for way more years than previously, and so we're going to be around to see it. And that that's really cool too, because it's not going to happen overnight, but it is happening, and it's happening yeah, on such yeah. a large scale and, globally. And so breathtakingly quick, it yeah. seems acceleration. Yeah. Yeah, and it just seems like a lot of things are coming to a head. I mean, in our society, economically, politically, socially, everything's like coming to a head right now. And see, they're like, okay, here's your choice: destruct or evolve. Destruct or evolve. You you take it. You you pick it right now. You know. I mean, you know, we keep on hearing about war. You know, Iran. You know, this sort of war chest beating about going to war with Iran because they have a nuclear, you know, potential nuclear weapon and so forth. And you could hear it coming. It's sort of like, it's sort of like when it was years ago with the Iraq war and, and you could hear, hear the drum beating and it's sort of like, okay, but we have, we can pull out of this, you know, we have a <laughs> yeah. choice. 
and and I think that um, you know with the with the whole Occupy Wall Street thing, I think that was a response to all this all the greed that they were seeing and all the the abuse in the economic system. Well, no, well now we have a choice maybe with war. Do we have a choice with war now? You know, can we shoot? Can, will there be something that rises up to this whole thing that is being inflated about Iran right now? I mean, I hope so. I really think that it would be a massive mistake on the part of the government to send the troops over there for any reason um, right now. There is so, um, sorry, there's such a large movement and outcry right now for bringing the troops that are overseas home. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a massive, massive movement from ex-vets to try and raise awareness about what's really going on over there, that what's going on over there is not what we're being told publicly. Um, These people are out there. They're speaking about it. They're speaking publicly. They're not hiding things. It's a no-holds-barred, open, honest conversation about the truth of of the cost of war on not just, you know, on the cost of life, but on an emotional level, environmentally, economically. I think that if the government were to do something like send troops over to stop a nuclear threat that, you know, really is only a threat if it's believed to be a threat, I think that the public will not tolerate it. I think we've gotten to the point where the public has finally stepped into the truth of their power and they will stand up and they will say no. I will not send my son over there to kill people that I I see no reason to kill. Yeah, I don't I don't think that I just don't think that it could happen. I I uh, I think the outcry would be so you know I mean I know a president can say go and you know they're there before but, but, anybody but knows. But I just don't. But wouldn't that be interesting to see if like okay so let's say we get to the brink of something and then there's an outcry. Well, could that be the mass consciousness that awakens in that level of threat, that level of like okay we're we're being pushed to the brink. Couldn't that be something a trigger that then awakens the consciousness of more people and say and that says enough is enough? Sometimes I think you, you know, what you're seeing is that you almost get to the bottom before there's 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 a revitalization. Um, so it's possible that we can get to this whole stage and then all of a sudden, again, like people start really start awakening collectively. Maybe it speeds up the process. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, no, I absolutely oh, agree absolutely with you. Absolutely, it will. Um, I have no fear of, of whether or not the government will send troops over because I know that the public will will stop it. And that's um, my faith in people now is is just unbreakable. Um, yeah. I, they're, they're waking so rapidly, and they're, they're really taking the responsibility on themselves to make a difference in this world, and they're doing it on a global scale. There's um, cross-continental collaboration and cooperation on so many different levels, things we don't even you know, know exist. Are being are being done and accomplished. People are are feeding children that you know the world doesn't even know yet are hungry, and it's just ordinary people that are doing this stuff. They have stopped relying on the government all the time for their answer. They 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 mm-hmm. have stopped mm-hmm. asking the church to to fix all the problems. Um and and so you know if the government wants to wants to play their hand, then go for it. You know, the, yeah, the public is going to lay the cards down and walk away from the table. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just, 
you know, what what if they had a war and nobody showed up? But <laughs> right. Uh, but right, you talk right. about the you know right. that this could be a trigger and accelerate things. Um, all three of us have had triggers that involved death. Oh yeah, that's true. And um, you know, we keep telling everybody it's not necessary to go through that, but boy, it'll sure get your attention. Um, well, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm a firm believer in one of Jane and my sayings, uh, and, and many others, is how ridiculous does it have to get? Well, it might have to get somewhat ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's put it this way. If people are still, we're in the throes of a culture that hypnotizes you in many ways, mass media, TV, um, and so forth, and, and people are in, and, and in, the, and in, in the constant dialogue that you hear in, in, um, in society. So the thing is, it, it might get to this point of ridiculousness before when people start to say, okay, this is enough is enough. I mean, really, I, I think that there's still a state, uh, you know, a lot of people who are still in this, you know, still hypnotized. They're still in this hypnotic state and, and whatever there's a means of distraction to keep them in that state will be used to keep them in that state. So, you know, if we get to this point where there's a threat to the entire planet because there could be a nuclear war and proliferation and, and people are starting to say, okay, you know, that that might be the point that gets them to say, uh, you know, enough is enough. I I agree, and um, it it could very well be the trigger. And there's there's bound to be a trigger, certainly. Um, I believe that you know our natural disasters and the global um, environmental issues that we've been having have been have been a massive trigger to wake people up. I think what's yeah. important though for people is to understand. That it's it's um, it's okay for those triggers um, to to manifest uh, because yeah. we as as a race are uh, too intelligent to buy into the mass destruction game and um, so not to come at this with, from a place of fear but rather as um, an opportunity to step into the truth of your being and mm-hmm. to express and explore your power mm-hmm. as an individual. Mhm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you know, how could it sometimes I think that the trigger the, the bad thing, you know, we say mm-hmm. that it arrives simultaneously with the good thing. Mhm. It's the coin, the heads it's and tails the, of the coin. Yeah. If you Yeah, it's the flip if, side of it. If yeah. you're looking in your hand and there's tails and you didn't it, like tails, it's well, a head someplace. <laughs> the heads are right there. You just got to turn it over. Um or did you hear about the so, story of the, the guy who was digging uh, in horse crap and he, and he said I and the other guy says why are you digging in horse crap you're getting full of crap he goes because I know there's a pony in there somewhere absolutely and 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 so <laughs> you should what, have laughed what, at that <laughs> well but what if we have to have this choice point so that we can make the choice right it, you know is what and so. Uh, people need to relax about it a little bit, you know, because yeah, I could. You can get all spun up in if you start following the story to see, sure. even from an angle of, well, let's watch and see what the cuckoos do next. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's real easy to get to fall back in that groove because it's like, you know, particularly for us that have been doing it for forty years sure. or something. It's, it's, you know, it's programmed. It's it's conditioned. You know, and. Uh, 
but it. But I think that more again, like you're saying, there's such a people are seeing through it more and more so much. I mean, that they're 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 seeing that a, so much of the stuff is lies and hypocrisy, and they're really starting to. To, to know that, I mean, how many more examples of corrupt politicians or wh- whatever's happening do we have to hear to know that it's all, you know, it's, it's manipulated? Yeah, it's all just humans caught in machines and, and uh, systems and things that right. humans set up. Uh, you know, I'm not even so sure that there's a big, I think, television and marketing and we got to sell more, we got to sell more, we got to sell more, uh-huh, ends uh-huh. up with that kind of hypnotic television thing. Whether there was ever a conspiracy to try to control anybody or not, it was just, they just needed to send, sell 10 more widgets this month. You know, that was so they didn't because, lose their job. Because you don't question that. Right. You know, once you upon a time, there was just, you know, you know. I used to tell people in my lifetime some years ago that by the time you heard about a bill in Congress, it was too late to stop it usually. And right. they turn around doing that right regular these days, you know? Right. And uh, uh, if you look behind some of these Occupy movement videos uh, that get go viral because somebody got sprayed with something, there's a lot of videos up there of the, these General Assembly meetings that they've been having across the country and and they're having workshops on well these are the these are what the issues are and these are what the people are saying and you know they're not telling people how to vote but they're telling people that you got to and because that's how you make your choice and uh, I think people are going to be surprised uh, come election time this year Oh really What what what's your what's your prediction I well I just think <laughs> they have because it's what press does, they've marginalized the element that they don't like, uh-huh. the Occupy people. Uh-huh. And uh, But I think that they're going to turn out and vote in record numbers. And, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to vote for somebody that's saying we need to blow people up over yonder and we need to cheat this and inflate right. that. Right. I just right. don't I, – I, I, I think it's going to be a bit of a surprise – but and they are I, seriously underestimating the young ones as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's. I think it's going to be. It's going to be an eye opener. But oh, absolutely. I think there's so many voices that are just not, just not heard. They're not, and and there's so many of them. But they just, you know, the the media is not going to, in you know, get them on a show and interview them and, you know, give them the time. Right. Right. They're. They're marginalized. They're a, it was a passing fad. They're all. It's going to get cold. They're all going to go home. Uh, right. It's right. that old pattern of we just marginalize stuff. And uh, right. These little you know. these young ones won't be marginalized. They just you know they look at you and they kind of smile and they nod their head and then they walk off and do what they were going to do anyway. <laughs> you know. Exactly. And, well, that's that's right. Exactly. Um, so and they're not and they're not predictable consumers. You know, it's sort of like. Oh. You know, it's really the it's a it's a whole consumeristic thing. If like, uh, I think the Occupy thing is very hard to pre-op because it's not really anything about marketing. It's not like you know, it's not a message to be uh, that they're 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 not using advertisers. You know, right, right. In, in, no, in it wasn't Occupy something movement. they could control. Well, certainly. the institution, right. with it's, they don't have clear goals and leadership. Right. But, uh, okay, well, that was the point. You know, really, exactly is exactly exactly. You know, 
you turn to somebody at Occupy Camp and you say, uh, okay, I want you to tell me what's what's wrong. What is it you're out here to change? And they go, they kind of look at you like, wow, where do I start? <laughs> it's a long list. Right, and, right, um, right. Uh, but because but of that, it scares them because yeah. it's yeah. it's how they've always dealt with the world is they size up that other entity, that separateness over there, and figure out weaknesses and go, you know. And now they've got this group of humans that they can't put in a little box. Right, right. And uh, I think it makes them nervous. Oh, wait, but, I think um, so, yeah. I think so. And we were always trained to, you know, believe that this is the message, you know, this is the the story, the especially the American story that we we need to we need to buy into and um the fact of the matter is is that like you said there's all these things that are occurring in the world that is to say, well that's not really working so well. I mean, if the the whole economic imbalance and the whole natural imbalance. I mean, there's there's a great deal. I'm going to use the word imbalance and and those theories are are not really working so well because if they were then we'd all be um you know it, 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 it things would be different than they are now if things would be different than they yeah. are now indeed yeah uh all right well this is about the time we uh, take one more musical break so i thought we would play don't know and uh, when we come back we want to hear just a little bit more about uh stepping stones coaching okay and uh where people can find you and and how you can help them out and mm-hmm. and okay. uh, we've told them about Jordan. Uh, I understand that your wife is uh, quite the artist, so uh, yeah, we'll just get the whole family in. Links for everybody sounds, when we sounds come back. Great, sounds great. All right, folks. So this is don't know. We'll be back in just under uh, four minutes once again. Stay with us. No. 
Right, spot on. <laughs> Powerful song. As are, talent. Most, <laughs> as are most of his songs. Yeah, yeah, they say. are. He's a he's a he's a deep soul. He's a sensitive spirit, and he um, I think he's got a lot to say. <laughs> he's got a lot to say, a lot to um, and I think he has a good he has a good um grasp on um on people on on their emotions and um and I think the I think the stage of con, you know this consciousness that we've been talking about I think he's got a he can really you know really verbalize that with his music which is which is a great gift. So. It is a fantastic gift, gift because it's um it's a universal language. Oh yeah, definitely. So he's he's going to be able to reach so many people. Um and he's so young still. He's only 20. Yeah, and so much energy and so much yeah. innate wisdom. It's going to be yeah. fascinating to watch his his right. progression. Right. And by the way, I do have another son, so I should <laughs> – I don't think even think you knew that. I have a 16-year-old son named Josh, and he's uh, he's also a really special kid, good kid. And um, I just wanted to just plug Josh in there because Jordan, Jordan gets so much attention. So Please do because um, – and we'll turn around and reflect that back and give you a plug because uh, uh, Jane and I, again, have said often, uh, it, it, these kids are going to be awesome if we could just get out of their way. And, yeah. I mean, you still they still need a parent, but, you know, if you let them expand and go in the direction that they want to go, uh, I think it's just going to be beyond awesome. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you know, it's a really tough battle as a parent, though, to, you know, because are you guys, par- you guys are parents, because you, you know, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's sort of like, you know, 
you want them to learn their own lessons and and find their way, and yet you also have all this knowledge <laughs> as a parent. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's that you want to impart, and sometimes you know you just gotta get out of your own. You know, you want to share this stuff with your kids and and tell them like you know what you, you what you would do, but again, you have to come back and say, you know what, my kids came through me. I don't own them. You know. I just gave life to them. <laughs> and I think that's that's the hardest part though cuz you you know, it's a hard thing to do, but I've got to I certainly got to learn to do it and um I'm sure a lot of parents have to learn to do it to sort of like to let their kids, you know, choose their own way and if they're going to make mistakes, let them make mistakes, you know, let them let them take a tumble and you know, because you you know to and to learn from their own their own their own life. You know, you can't live your life for them. It's it's really unique challenge parenting in the new energy when you were raised in the old energy. Absolutely, and but George I mean, definitely is in that new energy. By the way, I don't know you've probably spoken to him a few times, but he definitely is in that new energy. And, and my daughter's the same, so it's um, it, it can be it can be an education. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He he is amazing to talk to to me because you know once was the day you'd ask an artist, you know, well where. Tell us about that song. Where'd that come from? And, you know, well, I was sitting in the diner one day and I saw this thing drive by. Right. And it's like nonsense. And you ask Jordan, you know, so what about that song? Where'd it come from? Well, you know, I've kind of noticed that people, and off he goes. And Right, right, right. Uh, it's awesome. But uh, I would... He's an observer of life. He he really, he can... He sees a lot of things, and, and, and sometimes I think he's kind of fearless, you know, which is kind of interesting, because I know that I'm not as fearless as he is, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I say. These these kids are going to surprise people. They really yeah. are. I think we have, um, I think we're in good stead there, you know. I mean, I think that there's a lot to feel good about, um, and, the, and the values that they're going to, these, you know, they're going to bring in is going to be just awesome, and, 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 uh. You know, it's. I don't. I don't think we have. I mean, I really think we don't have a lot to worry about about the future. I think it's going to be okay. No, so not worried. So yeah. not worried. Um, I. I. You know, and I do everything in my power through my writing and through through our work on the radio show and the movie that we're working on to um, share that that space of non fear with yeah. with other people. Because I. Yeah, by the I way, really I really I, I really like that trailer for the for the movie. Oh, thank I, you. I the promo vid. Yeah. Um, excellent, excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. Jane um, does good. Yeah. Jane does good work. Yeah, yeah. I I just read. It's I like my job. It's easy. I yeah. just read. You have a, you have a great voice, Rick. It's a great speaking voice. So. So I I play with it best <laughs> I can, and yeah. uh, uh, she writes. I read, and then she puts these awesome videos together. Right. Um, great team. I'm gonna I'm gonna applaud. What a great team! <laughs> Um, it's it, it's really it's really fun. It's a it's an exploration of new new skills and talents that I've never really explored before. Um, I will be very happy, however, once we're on the road, to be able to hand hand the the filming and the editing and the all that stuff over yeah. to our very talented director and our cinematographer um, and the film crew. Uh, but but. Yeah. For, for you should try to go to Sundance next year if you can. If you can get it submitted to uh, Sundance Film Festival, that'd be awesome. So, oh, we hope to. Just a little 
plug there. So we've uh, yeah, we're 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 on we've a mission. We applied for fiscal sponsorship with the San Francisco Film Society, and uh, uh, so that gets us into their uh, screenings and screenings in real theaters, so that you can have an opportunity at the Oscars. Uh, not that we would win one, uh, but the people we're filming might. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, really. They're, yeah. They, no, I'm uh, We have been blessed with some really amazing people that mm-hmm. sometimes just wander in. Jordan just wandered into our show yeah. one night, didn't have any earthly idea who he was or who his family was. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take that to as many film festivals as we can, and and we're I mean the whole point of that that film is to really uplift and inspire and to change people's perceptions right, about of how we can live on this. There earth. are there are solutions yeah. that yeah. See, there's there's this huge fear you know on the planet about how much damage we've done and what are we gonna do and nobody's fixing it, nobody's doing anything about it. And when we started looking, we found thousands of people who are actually doing something about this and coming up with creative and innovative eco-sustainable living solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to highlight that. We want to let people know that it's all okay and that there's nothing to worry about and that we got this and we're not going to have to suffer for it. We're not going to have to live, you know, and they're not live living without in all teepees. our perks. Yeah, they're not right, living right. in teepees somewhere. They have stainless steel really sinks and dishwashers nice houses and really like Way better than what I comforts. live in, and um, and you're going to be interviewing these people too in the in yeah. the film. We're going to be interviewing yeah, these well, people. We're going to be on location. We're going. That's great. One of the biggest well, items on our budget is travel because yeah. where, where, are you, where are you guys going? Where, Gene getting, and the crew are going to Italy uh, and Wales and oh, the Philippines uh, and I India. <laughs> And um, that's why you know what. Then that's why bring we Jordan to, along and can play guitar and then. Actually, we've we've already put out um, an invite to Jordan to join us at the at the tree houses in Costa Rica um, for for a little rap party slash little, film the um, film the promo video yeah. for his song. Um, we we kind of you know worked that, that into the really budget. Cool place to for him to do the video well, for the song. Yeah, oh, uh, sure. he, he has these friend. He has these. Jordan has these really great friends who are big fans of his, who are actually are moving to an intentional community in Ecuador. They, their plan is to move there uh, by the end of this year. Really? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. See, yeah. you should get them to drop us a line. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we've got. I, you would love to talk. To, they'd be great guests on your show, by the way. Absolutely. We do have. Uh, Jordan have wrote a song to... about them. It's called the. Jo- <laughs> if you ever check out his video, it's called "At the Jones House." It's uh, the the Jones family and. Uh, they uh, so Jordan wrote a song and there's a little video on it and uh, he just loves these people and these are the nicest nicest uh, you'd love to interview them I'm sure. We'll send them our way. Absolutely, I will. I think um, you're friends with her on Facebook. another everyday connection. <laughs> made everyday right connection. Here, folks. Um, I think you're friends with Cher, Cher Jones on Facebook. You might oh, okay. be. Okay. Yeah. I'll so I'll check that get out. Her, get her on as a guest. So <laughs> I have uh, I have put up links in the chat room. Uh, both okay. to your coaching uh, website yeah. and to your wife's art gallery yeah. on virtual art gallery online. Um, Thank you. You've got, uh, uh, you know, busy fellow. Uh, you do coaching where you help people that are waking up and wondering what in the world happened, and you're also doing coping with stress workshops for attorneys. Yeah, I do mediation. Uh, actually, I'm going to a hospital in uh, up north next. Uh, 
up in Pennsylvania next week and to do mediation between doctors and administrators at a hospital. I I can't name where it is, but but that's what I'm doing for a few days next week. Yeah. It's just absolutely awesome. Uh, another reason that I don't have any fear about the future is there's people like you in the world that are uh, standing up and going, look, this is who I am and this is the way I see things. And if you're starting to see things this way, maybe I can help yeah. you out a little bit. Well, you know, and it, it, I got to say that with my clients, I don't really like the way that I'm I'm speaking, certainly cer- my perspectives, or my opinions that I see. But when I'm coaching with people, I sort of get them to come to a sense of realization on their own. And I may nudge them in certain ways, um, but really allowing a space to open up between me, the client and knowing that they're comfortable and they have a safe space and they can explore their fears and, and come up with solutions. And I, 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 I give them permission to come up with solutions that are very, that speak truth to them and that they may not have been ever had permission to do before and allow them. And then, and then what's the great part is to get them to go out in the real world and take steps, take action to make it happen. And that's the, one of the be- most you know, gratifying things about coaching is to see these people actually make these changes. It's just so, it's it's great because you see people who are just like, you know, can I actually do this? Can I can I really do this? And we work out a way that they can do this. And um, I don't hit them over the head with anything. I just ask them a lot of questions and really get to an insight about what's what's really true for them. Take it from there. That's beautifully said. Uh... I think a lot of people, uh, you know, they made so many coaches and uh, counselors and helpers um, have written stuff or they have a Facebook page and they post things. And so people, I think, sometimes have a fear of, you know, is, are they going to tell me how to be? And right. and mm-hmm. if you've got a good one, to me, it's a really good sign of that you have a good one is when they tell you, absolutely not. I don't have any answers for you. But right. I, 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 I tell my clients, them, right? You know, I tell I tell my clients that they're creative, resourceful, and whole, and all the answers are, are within them. And I'm just, I just allow. I'm the conduit who allows it to come out, and uh, really to to empower them that way. When people understand that the answers are coming from them, they're more likely to follow them rather than me telling them what to do. Right, and well, and being able to blame it all on you the first time there's a stumbling block. You know, Sometimes they need a little reassurance, though. Yeah, well, and I think yes. that's if, if if your job, and this is this is my you know my my dream job. I do, and this is right across the board with everything I do, yeah. radio show writing, everything. My job is quite literally to tell people how awesome they are. Right, right. That's what I get paid to do. How cool right. is that? That is, it's the best. It's like our, that, and that's and that's what I do is I have people believe in the power of their dreams and their vision and 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 understand that. You know, it's not. And this is this is you. This is what you feel. And and let's and it, and it, and let's try to make this happen. You know. And usually, um, I'll I'll really be able to see what's this person great at. What what are they talented at? And 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 that will come through. Um, so it's not like I have them live in some pipe dream where they're trying to be an NBA star, like you know, at 40 years old or something, which is impossible. You know, where they're they're five foot two or whatever. It's like we're we're dealing with reality, but dealing with the power of the power of a person's desires, the power of something that really, really is true, resonates with their soul, with their spirit, and to really move them beyond 
their fears to say that, you know, I call the fear the gremlin, by the way. It's like this term I use, this gremlin. And that voice that, that, that causes doubt and anxiety, you know, you know, that voice is there, but we're going to bring out this light within you. And that light is going to come, become so strong that it's going to diminish that voice. And that voice is going to be put, you'll, you'll end up saying, thanks for sharing, but I'm going to continue. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my dream, you know? So, so, um, the fear, we put the fear in its place where, and, and we explore the fear. If there's fear, we explore it. I don't, I don't have people say, you know, let's, let's try to deny it or let's try to stuff it down, but let's explore that fear and see what it, what it really means. And, and usually there's wisdom in exploring um, the fear or the gremlin, what I call it. Treasure in there once, yep. you, uh, once you explore yep. the fear. And then yep. future fears become gifts and, oh, that, that's got – Part of it for me is when you kind of see that light of realization yeah. when they actually, like you said, take some steps and they feel it and see it yeah. work. Yeah. And and yeah. and they go, wow, I can do this. And yeah. It's a very untraditional business model because very soon they're like, you know, hey, thanks a lot, but I can do this. I got this life thing. I'll <laughs> I'll be over here. And um, right, right. Uh, but. But that's just so awesome to me, and uh, or, or or in their own or in their business, it can make them stronger in their in their jobs, and you know more more clear, more confident, and uh, well, it's, or it's, contributing. It's, it's just confusing to people because it's the only business really where you don't want return clients. You know, exactly. eventually you want, you want the them to walk out the door can... and not come back. Exactly, that's your end goal. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You don't want dependency. You want to give them tools that they can really. They they have challenges in their life. Well, I've given you know we they learn this toolbox here. They're carrying it around with them. They can pull this out, and they'll say, okay, you know, aha, you know, and they'll step back and they'll say, okay, let me let me, and ask some questions, take a breath, and say, you know, and 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 ask themselves, what do I really want here? Do I want to go into a reactive stage, or do I want to choose something from you know my higher my higher level and and move towards that? Absolutely. So yeah. I've I've put the the uh, links up there in the uh, chat room, but for our folks that are our podcast listeners that might be far away from a screen, um, yeah, y'all can find Phil at www.steppingstonescoaching.com. Just the three words run together, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you've got some amazing resources up there, uh, easy and archives and articles that. Uh, yeah, uh, could be really great for folks. Um, so, y'all go check Phil out on the web. Good stuff. You can tell, I think, from just the conversation we've had here that he would be a very empowering friend for a part of the journey. Uh, if you're in need of one or think you are, he'll explain to you why you're not, and then you can go on. <laughs> It is an odd business model. What can I say? And uh, uh, I would also uh, uh, strongly recommend everybody check out www.eliseokrend.com. Uh, and by the way, your wife. yeah, and her art is very um, – it's very consciousness-raising and it's healing art. It's really – it's um, – very proud of her. I mean, her, she does beautiful pastel work. It's it's a lot of landscapes, but they're very hard. If you've seen her art on on the web, it's very harmonious and 
and uh, it really makes you feel it, it's very peaceful, very peaceful. And and and, and really, it, some of her paintings are, are in hospitals, and purposely in hospitals because when patients see them, it does it does can can change that state. Absolutely. For them. Well, so, I'll, she's doing I'll tell great you work. what, um, I looked in to see if um, Char is on my friends list, and it's not. So while you're, while you're sending a message out to Char, send one out to your wife as well, um, okay. and, and tell her I'd love to have her come on the show as a guest, and we can okay. talk about her art, because that's always fun. Oh, I yeah. I love artists. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. wouldn't know anything about this healing through art thing. No. <laughs> you be yourself, and you let that flow, and it is healing to others. I don't know nothing it, it gives, about it. Gives them permission to be themselves too. Um, yep. So yep. Uh, check them out. Yeah, really good stuff. Are we gonna have a are we gonna have a reading tonight or? Um, do we have do we time? Well, we got three minutes till our official time, but you know, if folks have got uh, you know an extra couple of minutes for us. Um, well, I think more more important than the reading tonight, I think, is is the launch of our new um, our new support site for uh, yes. Susie. If people and will give us just a moment of your time for that. <clears throat> so, because because this is such a um, a large project, our budget is is rather large, and um, we are going to be approaching um, corporate sponsors. And we are going to be getting a not-for-profit status so that donations can be tax-refundable. Um, but what what I'd like to talk to people about, though, is that we're really going to need public support. And because we are always encouraging people to support independent artists and um, independent creators of any kind, so it's independent artists, independent musicians, independent authors who've self-published, we're, we're really going to be relying heavily on the public, um, our listeners, our friends, our family. And if if you can't give, then we'd ask that you at least pass our information on, pass on the information video, pass on the website to friends, to family. If there's somebody that you know that you think would be interested, who happens to run a business that might be interested in being a, you know, a corporate sponsor then that would be awesome for us as well. Have them contact us. Um, or contact us and we'll help, we'll help you contact them. Or yeah, absolutely. Them. Uh, and anybody who wants more information about the project, again, by all means, contact us and ask us what this is all about. Um, you know, it's, I really don't sit on the computer all the time, but it's pretty spooky that whenever, <laughs> whenever somebody needs me, I'm already there. Uh, so uh, get a hold of us. Uh, we will... We're going to the ends of the earth to make this movie. Uh, the routing, uh, the travel routing goes all the way around. Mm-hmm. They take off and go east and just keep going east until they get back home. So um, it's a it's a round-the-world trip. It's a very ambitious project, but we know we can do it. And uh, don't be, you know, well, I could give them $10, but that doesn't make any difference. Yes, if all of the people... We've had a 500% increase in listenership since we started with Blog Talk Radio over here, and um, and everybody knows 100 people thereabouts. You know, you just don't know. You get that funny thought on Saturday afternoon. You know, I ought to tell old Bill about this, but please tell Bill. That's <laughs> a message, you know, from George to tell Bill. 
we we really don't we kill Bill. Gonna, Tell Bill, right? Really, this this project, this film, this everything that we do is for for the people um, that we that listen to the show, for the people that you know read my writing, um, for the people that are going to watch this film. It's all about the people that we get to interact with on a regular basis and the people that we get to touch through our work. So we're asking now for their help to take this one step further so that we can take this and, and, you know, make it expand into something bigger and more beautiful than it already is. We have got an amazing crew involved. We've got an amazing musician who's already done the song. Um, We've got an incredibly talented cinematographer on board, an incredibly talented director on board. Uh, We're representing, I think it's five different countries with with the team that we have that's involved in the making of this film. It is an amazing core team, and they've, they've all just arrived, just shown up, and they're on fire about the project. They're... We need support financially. I'm not, you know, we can't we can't hide that fact. Things still take money in this in this day and age, and um, we don't want to. And we will be approaching, you know, once we have our nonprofit status or fiscal sponsorship, whichever way it it lands, in place, we will be approaching airlines and asking uh, for them to donate travel, and I expect we will get some of that sort of thing. But, Absolutely. Uh, but we have assembled a team of professionals that you know, work for pay, and they're working for peanuts for us, but we still got to be able to say, okay, the money's here, we can pay you, block the time, we're going to shoot the movie. And we intend to have this released in December of this year. And That's right. And, you know, it, at the end of the day, I'd really like it to be a movie that was made by the people, for the people. Absolutely. And, that, and think, it's a non-profit you know, thing. We're not, you. this isn't our attempt to go to Hollywood and be millionaires. We want to make everybody that uh, sees it millionaires. Uh, this it will change the conversation from what's wrong to what could be right, and uh, that's what is a, right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a game changer right there, uh, to me. Anyway, um, anybody that's you know in a position where they might you know want to give a significant donation, we'll be happy to talk to them directly, uh, you know, beforehand, and uh, uh, we expect to have the nonprofit status in place within the next. 14 days anyway, huh? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like and for our listeners, it's uh, www.indiegogo.com backslash changemakers, the movie. Or, of course, you can find out information about it at www.everydayconnection.me. Dot me, because it's all about me. It's all about me. Which, when you say it, it's all about you. And that's very cool. Uh I loved your spiel about, you know, great music composed by an incredible artist. Well, he Le- is. Leaving out that he's one of those Okran boys. <laughs> I'm so running... far, all three of the Okran boys and the Okran girl are just, you know, awesome. awesome people. And I'm ah. trying to get the whole family on eventually. So. <laughs> I Conference don't want one call, or two. I want party to on Are you there? I'm still here. Oh. All right. I'm folks. here. <laughs> we we appreciate you give, hanging with us for an extra five minutes. Uh, we have an amazing artist uh, coming Thursday, uh, Larissa Stowe, um, musician, plays with Shakti Tribe, and uh, so that's going to be really really fun. Uh, we'll have some of her music and talk to her about you know she goes around to all these crazy festivals and things. It's going to be fun. So uh, 
Until then. Stay connected. Ah, there she is. <laughs> Good night, Good folks. Night, everybody. <laughs> Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me. And be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.